Welcome, everybody, to the first episode ever of Unprofessional and Unprepared. My name is Jason Gerber. I'm going to be your host for a weekly conversation about sports, about life, about whatever it is we can think of to talk about so long as we're totally unprepared for it and uh, we have no idea what we're talking about. I am joined this week by two of the absolute best people that I know. Tommy Burke, how are you tonight? I am doing great, sir. Thank you for having me. And Phil Danko. Danko, how are you? I am, uh, I am completely unprepared, but doing really, really well and happy to be here. <laughs> awesome. I want to thank you guys for, for jumping in on the very first time we're ever doing this. Uh, hopefully, it's something we can get a little bit better at as we go, and so we won't be making some of those mistakes we've made already. Uh, can't get worse. But, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I think yeah. we can, but um, <laughs> yeah. very true. This is, uh, I think, this is an exciting thing. I hope it's going to be a good time. Um, hopefully, we can keep things light and uh, have some fun and you know, create something people want to listen to. All right, let's do it. Sounds good. All right, Tommy. Let's start with you. Will you, yes, sir, just give <laughs> our listeners and the followers of the pod your take on the historical significance of the Obama administration? Five minutes. Go. Well, that is kidding, a, Tom. Uh, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's an outstanding <laughs> question to start with. Uh, let me just say that I think it was a debacle. Uh, oh my gosh! No, you're, no, okay. no, no. Now you're you're turning off half of our listeners, Tom. Yeah. Well. Fifty-one percent. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's it. We still got fifty-one. We still got forty-nine percent left. <laughs> I think you might be wrong. All right. Actually, where I wanted to start. <laughs> yes. Was yeah. uh. I was gonna say that was a real humdinger right there at the beginning. <laughs> Good Lord. Way to keep it light. <laughs> um, moving on. Let's talk about our brownies for a little bit. Uh, and then we'll from, circle back to religion or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Abortion is, is number three on my list of discussions. Um, talking about the Browns, seven and three. Um, Let's serve. And what one of the questions I wanted to bounce by you guys, and one of the things that I thought of after the last game is that everybody keeps talking about this team is built to run the ball, built to run the ball, built to run the ball. This is how they do their thing. Um, do we really think they're great at running the football? They did not look great running the football this past week, not against Philadelphia. Um, and they were forced to pass. Um, Baker obviously made plenty – of mistakes in the passing game, but overall, I mean, they basically did enough to win, and that's, you know, for the Browns, that's a step up already. Stefanski's, um, sometimes I question his play calling, um, and, and you know, we, we obviously get frustrated at times where he gets off the, the run game, um, but in a lot of ways, that run game was not working the other day. It really wasn't. It's, Although it's Chubb then broke it off in the second yeah. half. And and don't you think, like, given given the the two backs that they have, <laughs> it's something you can't you can't go away from. Like, even if it's no. not working, if you're if the yeah. game is close, you know, if it's a game like early in the season where all right, the last person with the ball is going to win, you know, thirty eight to thirty five. That's that's one thing. But mm-hmm. you know, if if it's a close game, you can't go away from it. Um, I I. I'll admit I did not prepare this. I just happened to hear it on the radio on the way over. <laughs> I was unprepared. <laughs> I, nice. What I heard was, and I didn't realize this, 
they ran the ball 13 times in the first half of the last game, which is nothing, right? Um, and they yeah, had that's, that's really nothing, yeah. Almost no yardage. They ran the ball 27 times in the second half yeah. and amassed, you know. And that's what won them the game. Yeah, I mean, well over 100 yards of rushing. Yeah. And uh, almost all of it came in the second half uh, and, and really that last half of the third quarter. Of, and then the fourth quarter. Yeah, but and I love they... I love Kareem Hunt. They went they went away from Chubb way too early. It seemed like they gave him a few carries at the beginning, and then it seemed like they went to Hunt. And I don't know if they're limiting his carries because he he was injured, but he looks pretty darn good to me to be going away from him that quickly. But they, they and, and they they need to dump it off to these guys in the passing yeah. game too. Yeah, and, and the play action you got to play off the play action if you're running the ball. I mean that's yes. what Baker does, you know. Right. Um, I, I felt like we could have had some screen passes in there um, that we never went to. And I think we could be dumping it off to these guys. And Cream Hunt's obviously very good at that. Chubb can do whatever. but So it's good to win games like that, to have that running attack in shit weather for three weeks in a row, you know, three games in a row. They, they had to be able to run the ball because the weather was so bad. But yeah. I wonder what happens if we get into another game like we did against the Cowboys or the, or the Bengals early on where it's, you know, the other team's throwing the ball all over the field. Can we – can we even compete with that anymore? I, I don't know. I, I feel like our best defense now is to run the ball. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Run does, the clock. Run the ball. Does, does Kareem look like the the same player to you as he did in Kansas City? Because he doesn't. I remember that guy in Kansas City being almost unstoppable. Like like you're saying, catching the ball, running the ball, speed everywhere, burst whatever it took to make a big play, that guy was doing it. And this last game, he has a, he has a cool touchdown run where he like hurdles over a guy. That was awesome. He seems really like he awesome. runs really hard. Like it's, it's rare that one guy brings him down. Um, right. But is he yeah. the same guy that he was before he got in trouble and, and, or is he hurt now? Is he just banged up from this here? He just, that last game, he didn't look, like an explosive back to me. I don't know. I, I think part of it is when he was in Kansas City and he, and he won the rushing title that year, he, he played – he was a three-down back. So he was on the field, you know, first through third down, where now, even if he's 100% healthy, he's not going to play three downs, you know. I mean, you, not with Chubb on the team. He was so, their guy. He was definitely their guy. It wasn't Chubb. Oh, yeah. You know, he, there was no other guy there like Chubb. So, Did you see yeah. Chubb with his, his – cut back like Barry Sanders cut back move. That was outstanding. Yeah. That was insane. Yeah. This well, on guy the, on the on the big run? No. On the one on the touchdown run where he, he stopped yeah. and then went left and and broke it to the left. And it was just I mean there were guys coming at him and he just kind of stopped. It was also very similar to a Marshall Falk move that was yes. made against the Browns back in the day where Marshall Falk was running full speed and literally came to a dead stop. Guys went flying past him, and then he just went around for a touchdown. It was it was uh, it was excellent move, um, and good to see because after the injury, yeah, that's a you, huge you don't know what you're getting. So I think um, I think you should be more successful in life with that type of photographic memory. Does it apply to anything, <laughs> or is it just sports? <laughs> be fair, yeah, certain be things. Not a Marshall Falk reference, and how can we possibly check him right now? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> I could be dead wrong. I, I may be dead like wrong. Marshall Falk would have done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does. Yeah. Um, 
What did you think about the defensive line without Garrett? And were you aware that Olivier Vernon's still on the team? <laughs> <laughs> he made himself uh, very well known this past week. Uh, I think he had at least two sacks, right? Um, some big plays. He had three. Three sacks. Did he have three yeah. sacks total? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Which he I made some huge three. plays. <laughs> Was that is he up to three for the season after that? Yeah, probably <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, no, nobody knew he was actually around until this game, but he played a hell of a game. I mean, that was that was outstanding. Um, obviously, uh, the guy that we we call by the the name of Billy Bill Boza. Boza, just Billy Boza. Um, yeah, um, he's got some other. He's got some other. He's got some other preppy name, but I tell you what, he played a hell of a game too. He made some yeah. big plays. Um, I thought the D-line did very well. They stuffed yeah. the run very well this week. Plenty of pressure. Um, I mean, they, they, yeah. they were in – and I don't know, maybe Philadelphia was just terrible. Um, right. But didn't – Well, didn't, I, think, I think Carson Wentz is awful, by the way. Well, didn't Carson Baker. look like Baker Mayfield of last year? Like, he looked – he looked terrible. Yeah. He looked didn't lost. Play. Staring he, down receivers. Yeah. Yeah. It reminded me of Baker of last year, and you wonder how much of that is a product of just shit around him. You know, I yeah. don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think quarterbacking is just so difficult, uh, <laughs> and I really think yes, it is. I'm gonna give you guys my hot take of the evening. Being yes. an NFL quarterback is hard. Yeah. Uh, I think so much of it. So much of it just depends on on what's around him, whether it's the coaches, whether it's the play calling, whether it's the offensive linemen, whether the receivers are good and smart and are running right routes. And um, it's all way too complicated for me to fully understand, but I think it's unfair <laughs> to crap on the quarterbacks as much as yeah. we do sometimes. With yeah, that well, said, I think, I think, um, I think they Baker, have had offensive line injuries. Baker looked um, on and off terrible the entire game. He had a couple yeah. great throws and then he just some, baffling overthrows and stuff that you're just oh, yeah. no idea of in, in some doing. cases by 30 yards uh the deep yeah. pass that it looked like a great pass yeah. great arm and nobody was even in the yeah. vicinity uh not even the same zip code what do you guys make when it of landed that? he has been historically accuracy was his like number one skill right. like yeah. what yeah. about like i that like the the rollout pass where hooper was wide open in the end zone and he overthrew him mm-hmm not even I, I, by a little. Yeah, yeah. no. It, yeah. He it would like probably he, blame the weather. I mean, that, I mean, that's, you know, he would probably say the ball's wet. You know, who knows? Who knows what he would come up with? But he missed them by way too much. And, and that's a problem then. If it's, you know, if you're dealing with rain, stuff like that, you need a quarterback and get a grip on the ball. I mean. Um, I don't understand. Small hands? How- you think that's the issue? Small hands? <laughs> well. How do you lose accuracy? The Trump issue? <laughs> oh, Bert, Bert, we said no more. We said no more politics. You, you had your chance. <laughs> Wait, he had small hands? I don't know. Why. Well, that first question was loaded. <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> so yeah. what, um, overall, what did you think was the best Sendejo moment of the game? <laughs> um, there was a play over the middle. And I can't remember if it was Ward or someone else that made just a huge play. And Sadejo went diving over the play and then celebrated more than anybody on the field. That's a good one. As as, as good if one. it was actually his play that he made. 
He did nothing. He flew oh, yeah. over it and had nothing to do with it. But he did. It was, it was awesome. He didn't like. He didn't have a personal foul called on the play. Like he true. That, that came you know, later. Yeah. There was nothing he did to to negate the positive play, so he <laughs> should sell. Right. <laughs> so yeah, uh, he was so pumped up, and uh, it was just that he was in the vicinity, and uh, he was hoping that uh, maybe he'd get a a Buckeye in his helmet or something. I'm not really sure what he thought he was working for there, but. Ward's out for the next couple of weeks too, so we're going to see a lot of uh, interesting combo in the. Ward is the, out. Yeah, I missed that. Whoa! What breaking news. Oh, everything's breaking happening news. on the pod. Yeah, That's breaking news to me. <laughs> I am. What happened to him? He had a huge game. Um, so there was concern. He had a calf injury at the end of the game, and there was concern that it could have been season-ending. Mm-hmm. Um, he had an MRI, and they they're calling it just a, a calf strain. So I think they were concerned about like an Achilles tendon injury, but. They said he's out for the next two to three weeks uh, for wow. sure, which means this weekend you basically are throwing a defense out there with, without your two best defensive players. Yeah. yeah. Um, After he just had probably one of his biggest games yeah. of his career. So, Whatever I, happened I, to Greedy Williams? I, I, I don't even know where the heck that guy went. He's hurt, right? Yeah, the defense. Yeah, I think he's been hurt pretty much every him and, year. Him and Delpit both were. Yeah, our, our well, Delpit's out. With, well, Delpit was out for the year from the beginning, but. Yeah. Our, our um, second decimated. I mean, I think, you know, <clears throat> Sadeo's going to play every play, Burke. It's going to be glorious. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, um, he's so he's so versatile that they, I mean, it, it's great that they can move him around wherever. Um <laughs> they need him just at, at like middle linebacker on one play and then move him back to safety. Or he can obviously play uh, press coverage. Um, he's, he's got a lot of ball skills. Yes. He's, um, he's reads the quarterback well. Yeah. He's like the, the quarterback of the defense, if you will. Sure, sure. Um, um, my, I believe best, he knows uh, he's playing football. I believe he knows <laughs> he's playing football. I'm, I'm not positive. but My, my best Zendejo moment was the uh, – was after the penalty, after he got that stupid personal foul, hitting a receiver when the play was already done and the quarterback was sacked, and he completely ruined that for us. Um, the camera was on him, and he was looking forward. His eyes were kind of going to the sideline. like It was almost like um, when you bust your kid doing something and they're not quite sure they're in trouble yet, and they're kind of like, they don't want to look at you, but they're kind of looking to the side. That was, like uh, like he that may was... have been cut on that play. Yeah. 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 I'm not... <laughs> prepared to admit guilt quite yet let's see what dad yeah. saw yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> did they even notice i just did what i wasn't supposed to do right all right so back. next week our brownies sure. are on the road for the first time in a while against jacksonville yes has anybody good, prepared to break this game down a good well, time to face a one and nine team but you know i don't know yes <laughs> obviously well, who knows Maybe that's one of those trap games. They they should definitely win this game big. Um, yeah. um, again, they, they have the nothing. weakest schedule the rest of the way. Of course, that includes Baltimore and Pittsburgh, which so I don't see that as being that weak. But um, well, they have Tennessee after Jacksonville, so this is yeah. like this yeah. is the the definition of a trap game. Like you're looking ahead because right. that all right, we should win this, and then Tennessee's yeah. gonna be a really big uh, matchup. And you never know what Tennessee team's going to show up. Sometimes they look great, like they're you know, yeah, top of top of the playoffs, uh, you know, rank, you know, whatever ratings or whatever the uh, whatever those things are called, yeah, yeah, whatever those things are called. 
whatever they call it. Well, at the beginning of the season, I mean, they were like the top team in the NFL. I mean, they were doing really well. And then all of a sudden, they just, they've kind of run into some teams that have knocked them off and they just don't look like the same team. But so we're basically overlooking Jacksonville right now. So uh, I think. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, they, Jacksonville has lost nine games in a row. Yeah. Now, seriously, how many NFL teams lose 10 in a row? Like, I think that they should be concerned about this just because, yeah. <laughs> just because like the math is not on their side right now. It's hard to lose well, ten in a row. Right. The Jets are on the verge of uh, heading that way. Um, it definitely will happen. And we get to play them too. Yeah, I, I think the one thing, um, and we'll see. You know, it's so early in his career, but I, I feel like Stefanski at least seems to keep the team focused on the on the task at hand rather than. Like, like, just start stacking wins, man. Don't worry about two weeks from now and three weeks from now. Like, we got to go down to Jacksonville and get a win somehow. And if it's, mm-hmm. you know, if it's a game we got to run the ball 40 times, then that's what we're going to do. If it's a game where we're throwing the ball over the field, then we're going to do that too. He he seems, at least the way he talks about it, like Stefanski seems like that kind of coach where almost to to a point that it's so boring and so cliche that he's just going to, Nope, next man up, next game, you know, this kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. So I uh, will see. But he's doing he's doing a good job. I, I mean, yeah. I, you can't argue with the fact that oh. he he took this team that was so frustratingly inconsistent and just strange to watch last year right. under soup kitchens. Um <laughs> and uh and, and turned them into it. I don't I don't know that I think the Browns are a, a good team. Um, but they're good enough to beat all the the mediocre or bad teams, so that's something. Yeah. Um, yeah right. And then this year it might get them into the playoffs. We'll see. And that's yeah. what you want, right? Like you want to see a team that gets better as this season goes on, and then you know get them some playoff experience. That'd be great. And then next year it's moving forward from that point. You know that's. Yeah. Well, and- how many of these years did we actually we we almost felt like we were making progress because we were four and twelve and you know like and that was progress we're seven and three right now we're actually breaking this down like this is a problem um which is not you know that's not a browns fans mentality normally um you know i remember uh, i remember them when they when they canned mangini i was pissed because even though they were like six and ten or seven and nine or something like that under him my argument was like well they seemed like they played really they played really hard in every game. How can you get rid of this coach? He's got to play yeah. hard in every game. And that is a very typical Browns fan, you know, well, view of success. I actually agreed with you at the time. <laughs> I, th- I thought Mangini was yeah, actually doing a was. decent job. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I agree with you. All right. Hey, I think oh. we've we've beaten the Browns down pretty well tonight. So why don't we take a quick break and we'll come back and talk a little bit more NFL stuff unprofessional and unprepared is brought to you by the Matt Miller School of Driving. Are you tired of driving like everyone else? Tired of the mainstream media and big transportation censoring your freedom to drive how you want? Are you ready to take your driving to the next level? Then you need the Matt Miller School of Driving, where exit ramps are on ramps, where the lines for parking spots are aspirational only, and where yellow lights mean slow down or Time to act like an American. The Matt Miller School of Driving. 
protecting freedom of expression on the roads since 1993. And we're back. You guys well rested from that break? That was, yes, that was very much so. <laughs> hey, I think one of the uh, one of the bigger, I don't know if it's a good story, but one of the things that came out of this week was uh, Joe Burrow getting injured down oh, yeah. in Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, and awesome. so, Danko, you're mildly professional in a medical realm. Um, it looks like it's an ACL and an MCL. So mm-hmm. what is this going to mean for Mr. Burrow going forward? Uh, this, this day and age, he's looking at nine months uh, from now. He'll be, he'll be back. Uh, <laughs> Wow. At, at a decent level. I mean, that's, that's if things are going pretty well, uh, I would say um, it, it might be a full year. It depends. Uh, but I would imagine, I haven't heard anything. I would imagine his, his repair is going to occur pretty quickly, like in the next couple of days, if it hasn't already, <clears throat> and then he'll just, he'll be put on that path of recovery. And uh, so I guess what, what are we end of November now? So that does, that does, if the next, calendar year for the NFL is a normal schedule. He will miss a lot of the important um, preseason stuff. You know, I mean, uh, your, your training camp, your OTAs, that kind of stuff. He'll be with the team, but he'll be rehabbing. He won't really be out there ready to go until, if he's doing well, probably the start of the next season. Who do you think the, the Bengals should start in Burroughs' place? Uh, David Klingler or Achilles Smith? <laughs> whoever, whoever needs um. that. The yard line and can throw the farthest ball from their knees. That's who they start. Do we even know well, who they're back? Well, they don't have Jamarcus Russell. They don't have Jamarcus Russell. I don't think That's he's busy. He's available. You know, actually, yeah, I take that back. He is available. Um, they could easily get him. Uh, he may be 400 pounds at this point. I'm not sure. All right. Um, Achilles Smith, obviously, great pick. Okay, that was a great pick. He was who, amazing. Who is the Bengals' backup? I, who knows. I, you know, it's funny because when Kerber asked that, I don't even know. Kitna, Kitna <laughs> had been a backup at Dallas, and I, I, I'm, I, he might be dead. I'm, I'm just trying really to think sure. of Jeff Blake. I'm trying to think of as many Bengals quarterbacks that I can yes. Uh, yes, between I, Boomer Esiason and today. <laughs> <laughs> Boomer might be the best option they have. Looks like he can still no play, idea. right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right, Danko. I didn't mean for us to get so serious on that yeah, last one. So sorry. here's one. <laughs> I apologize. Um, that sounded rather professional. If you if you can break down for us in sixty seconds or less, who would win in a fight? DK Metcalf or Burke? Oh God. What are the rules of this fight? Is this like sumo wrestling where you just have to push someone out of a ring? Or is no, it it's, it's octagon? No, it's oh, thank you. Oh my God! Burke stole his lady at the bar, and yeah. so, so DK, DK is coming fight. out to yeah, yeah. street fight. This, this is Burke. a street fight. Okay. Um, that that'll be over in four seconds. You think you'd last what? four seconds? Not no, actually, unless I had <laughs> you know, a firearm. <laughs> unless I have a firearm, that thing is over. And <laughs> that guy is a freak of nature. He is unreal. Dango, how would you describe the situation if Burke is trying to run away from the bar and DK Metcalf is trying to chase him? I, I would, I would describe from it a heart as, attack. well, if you can run in a zigzag pattern, I think you're probably, probably. I can barely run. Okay. <laughs> you think that escaping DK Metcalf requires you to um, employ a strategy that you would use to get away from an alligator? Yeah, he's he's really fast in straight lines, really fast. Yeah. Okay. I, straight I, line I runner. Straight I'm line pretty, runner. I'm pretty his, sure. A, a, his a, jaws are even better than a, a gator. Um, I'm pretty 
sure a a a stud wide receiver in the NFL can't can't corner. They can't corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Burke, you know what you got to do, man. Running zigzags. Take yeah. my dad corner. <laughs> Burke, what you should no, do is I'm going to lay down and pretend I'm dead already. Fall on the ground and try to break his ankle. That is <laughs> yes, that's the best chance I have. <laughs> I will bite his feet. Um, shots like that at the host are what is likely to get you uninvited to the next podcast, Enko. Just so uh -huh. you know. <laughs> All right. Um, talking about religion or what? <laughs> I, know yeah. you, I know you guys were busy dealing with kids, but in case you didn't know, oh, uh, ESPN spent, I think, two hours tonight on the uh, college football playoff selection show. Did anybody else get a chance yes. to watch any of that? No. Uh, I saw what the top four was. Yeah. Um, I did not. Fill me in, guys. What's going on? Well, um, they, they did, like, the full 25. And that's mm. why it took so long. Yeah. And so, you know, we've got to sit there and listen to in, in this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they turned it into, like, what, season. an hour yeah. show or something like that? Yeah. I, I thought it might have been two. Uh, it seemed like it was on for oh, really? I, I wasn't really watching. I was kind of half watching it as I prepared for today. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I think you've got to be impressed with ESPN's ability to make an entire entire show out of something as boring as yeah. just yeah. – I mean, I get like the top four is interesting, but right. from um, five through 25, like who cares? Yeah. Right Maybe now, especially. It, it, who cares about the top four right now? There's there's still plenty of season left. I mean, I get it. I get doing the show about it, so but they, to make two hours out of it. I mean, that's, that's pretty crazy. Did, did the NCAA announce that now they are not going to set a minimum games played requirement to get into the playoffs? I think I heard that somewhere. This is exactly the idea that this podcast should be centered around. I think I heard something about that, but I'm not yeah. sure. Do you guys know anything? And Burke and I are just shaking our heads like, no, but that's, that sounds like it makes sense, you know? Yeah. Because that's well, probably the best way for Ohio State to get in at this point, right? Because well, they might only well, play like six games this year. They had the one game canceled, and then they said that actually there was a possibility that because Indiana had – had played uh, one more game than us and we wouldn't qualify that if it had come to that, Indiana would actually be the ones to go to the big 10 championship, not Ohio state and could go to the, you know, possibly the playoff, I guess. But yeah, I mean, it's just a weird so, season. I mean, I, I don't think they even know what the rules are going to be yeah. next right. week. So like a, team, a team like BYU right now has played nine games and is nine and oh. And I didn't watch the two-hour special. I would imagine BYU did not crack the top four. No, but no, they, I think they're in the top ten. But they interviewed sure. they interviewed the coach for a while, and you know he's saying all the right things, but really you could tell like he's not happy about where they finished, or at least where mm -hmm. they started the rankings. I guess you can say. But isn't Cincinnati in the same boat? Cincinnati, I think, probably was seven, yeah. and they're undefeated, having played. Yep. Yes games and a lot of people yeah something tells Absolutely. me that the committee is going to find a way regardless of the number of games played for alabama clemson and ohio state to be in the top four at the end of the year yeah. and if notre dame can finish out without losing I, I, that is like the, the the committee's wet dream right yeah they always notre dame in there game. with all of yeah. those yeah. other programs yeah money making yeah. everywhere exactly especially yeah. in a year where you're not gonna in a year where you're not gonna have fans and that kind of stuff you've got to it's all about the commercial dollar right like so you get mm -hmm. you get advertisers for those four teams that you don't get if unfortunately if a team like uc or byu sneaks in you know i mean that's mm -hmm. a different a different deal yeah right 
there was a lengthy discussion mm -hmm. about how currently Northwestern controls their fate in the Big Ten. And if they can beat Ohio State, they'll get into the, the top four and go to the playoff. And they showed highlights of Northwestern playing, and it looked like a really quality D3 team um, pushing somebody <laughs> around the field and stuff like that. So I'm just wondering if you guys have um, any thoughts or if you've run any models for uh, Northwestern getting into the playoff this year. <laughs> I got to think that Northwestern BYU matchup in the first round of the playoffs. A lot of people will tune in for that. <laughs> That's like when the, like the Royals played uh, like the Tampa Bay Rays in the playoffs or something like that. And major league baseball is just shitting themselves. Like how do we get this lousy matchup that nobody wants to watch? So they're obviously just referring to us playing them in the big 10 championship then yes. because we don't obviously, we don't see them in the, in the, regular well, season they, they're so not in our division be, right or are right, they in right our... right yeah so i think it's got to be in the playoff or the so what the championship they're, game they're, yeah they're in the lead in the west so that's yeah and they beat wisconsin so they're they're set up for that absolutely i mean good for them i mean i i, I like i actually like to see northwestern do well i think pat, pat fitzgerald is a, a great coach and good dude and uh how well do you know him? um <laughs> i mean we summer together <laughs> Other than that, you know, that's about the only time we see, you know, but we have phone calls every week. But I what's mean, his, he, what's his uh, favorite breakfast food? He loves Eggs Benedict. Uh, big fan. Absolutely loves it. Um, sometimes we feed it to each other. Um, how, do you make, how, do you make that, how do you make that form in your basement? <laughs> that's, that's, well, don't we don't know. We don't, we don't only hang out here. Um, well, no, no, no. You know, I've only like I said, we there. summer. Uh, we're out at the Hamptons normally. You yeah. have a basement in the Hamptons? <laughs> yes. I, I only stay in basements. I make sure that they set me up with the best basement they have in the Hamptons. So any concerns with the Buckeyes going forward, maybe specifically and particularly on defense? Because obviously my model from last week failed to take into consideration that they weren't going to play any. <laughs> Right. Well, I mean, I was going to say, I, I guess concern, sure, because I, I don't know. I would imagine that the quarterback from Indiana is probably the best talent they've faced at the quarterback position this year. And I don't think they're going to face any quarterback near that talented until they would get into the, the playoffs, right? Um, right, the rest of the year. So I don't know. That is a bit concerning because finally you, you face a guy that can throw the ball all over the field, and that's exactly what he does. You aren't able to shut him down. Mm -hmm. uh, they aren't getting any pressure on them and things like that. I don't know. It was a, it was a, I mean, it was a weird game though. If you guys watched it, like the, the Buckeyes really felt like they were dominating the game early on. And then it was almost like they just took their foot off the pedal a little bit and mm -hmm. Indiana was able to, to throw the ball around. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. Cause you have to imagine the Buckeyes have of the 11 guys on defense. I mean, how many of them are NFL caliber players? Probably I would imagine seven to eight of them, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's a scheme thing. Who knows? It's unfortunately, I think it's a year where we're we're not going to know the rest of the Big Ten schedule because who are they going to face? You know, so does well, it turn? Who do they have left? They've got Illinois this weekend. Does Illinois, it matter? Yeah. and it's um... favored by at least eighty-seven points in that game, and then yeah. uh, <laughs> yes. uh, uh, then the the oh, it's all Michigan, Michigan State, then Michigan. So it's Illinois, yeah. Michigan State, Michigan. That's what's left. Yeah. No good know. teams. No good teams left for them to play. Right. 
So you, no, Burke, no, you, Burke, you're you're a bigger. Buckle. They got to win. They got to win, and they got to win with style points. The secondary was definitely suspect. Um, Sean Wade is supposed to be our next number one guy. Shut down corner two games in a row. Hasn't really performed as well as you would like. You know, he's not. You know, in my opinion, not the same level. I've, uh, I've heard the same thing about as, me a lot in life. Yes, <laughs> not yes. perform well as we yeah. would like. <laughs> as a you know not he's, Boy, he's that's not gonna exactly, transition uh, really well into my next topic yeah, yeah. Uh, i hope it's about about marriage <laughs> <laughs> don't, yeah. don't step on burke's opinion now come on he's Sorry. finishing his start <laughs> no, some podcast respect. Uh, hasn't exactly been on the same level as denzel denzel ward or some of the other guys we've had but you know again it, he'll still go first round he'll still be in good shape but just was not not dominating out there. We got a couple, you know, we got some other guys there. They're just very young, but I mean, the big plays that they gave up was just really pathetic, in my opinion, for the way they play. I mean, it was just it was just bad. You you have that great drive to start the second half. You go up thirty-five-seven. That drive was outstanding. That the plays they put together, the play calling was was awesome. Can you and say then that like they, Trump? It, it was uh, it, like it, it was it was maybe the greatest drive I've ever seen uh, as far as drives go. I've never Everybody seen a drive. Says so. <laughs> uh, never seen a drive that everyone everyone says it. They've never seen, they've never talk, seen it before. Everyone I talk tells me it's the best drive. It's tremendous. Yeah, they've never they've never seen it before. Um, it was a drive. There were plays that were going on. You've never so, known plays like this before. I I have a question. Do you feel is almost as good as that a loss for the Buckeyes defense? So. Thank God you win the game, right? Because you need to stay undefeated. Yeah. But in film session all weekend and practice, the defense is basically getting drilled yeah. as old, as though they lost the game. Oh, for yeah. sure. Right. Ryan Day and Combs, uh, the defense coordinator, are going to go at them like crazy this week so, because so they maybe, know that was embarrassing. That was actually embarrassing. And yet they won. Forward, right? Like that's a good thing because you can't yes. afford a loss. So you didn't lose. Kind of yeah. tighten up some shit in, on yeah. defense find that motivation and go out there and actually play to your skill set again. Absolutely. And I, and I think actually our D line actually played pretty darn well. They really couldn't, they, I mean, there was they no, they couldn't running run game. at all. Yeah, there was run no running all. game. And Scott is a good running back for Indiana. I mean, he's a big dude. He's a tough dude. He couldn't go anywhere. I mean, they could not gain a yard. Well, let's, let's see at one point in the fourth, in the fourth quarter, I think at one point there were minus six yards rushing penis or whatever the hell his name is, uh, kept going back and uh, could just throw all over him. So wow. talking about the, the next the, and the fact that you know that you can stop the run should go back uh, no to me he's penis. Penis junior. Um, and it's, it's a, a junior senior penis. penis? Oh my gosh. <laughs> now the fact that he can step back though and still throw, even though we we've taken away the run, that's 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 a problem. Do we do we think there's any opportunity or do we have at least some concerns? Scale of one to ten. One being very concerned. 10 being not concerned at all. Is this an Ohio State season that can end undefeated in the regular season and then uh, go to the playoff and get absolutely waxed because you can't stop Alabama or Clemson if you meet up with them in that first playoff game? Scale of 1 to 10. Danko, go. Five. I, I think um... – <laughs> <You> Coward. <laughs> Sitting yeah. on the fence. Jeez. <laughs> no, well, here, okay. I, I actually – so I'm not. Re- I'm. I'm less concerned than that. Actually, I, I'll say an eight. I'm less concerned. I think. I can't remember what the one to ten scale was. You. You. you okay. said, <laughs> on, like. Like it, it. was a very counterintuitive scale. You said that yeah. ten was 
your least concern. So I was, <laughs> I was very confused. Yeah, I'm not sure what the scale is, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So the scale was messing with me, so I went with five. But, but based on your actual upside-down scale, I'm going to go with eight. And I'm not so concerned because I feel like I feel like Justin Fields is a he he can he's a stud, that, no doubt that, about that. A player can really level the playing field no matter who you're playing against. You, you know, he could throw the ball over the field. They've got talent all over the offense. the The running game might not be as talented as it has been in the past few years, but the running backs are are good. And you throw Justin Fields into that mix because that that dude could take off and yeah. run all over the field too. But they so haven't I, used it that much. I, so I feel like score with anybody it's just you're going to run into better defenses and what does the Ohio State defense do to shut down yeah a, a better offense and and I don't know I, I think this is the perfect example this year where you just won't have a good feeling about that until they're in the situation like you're yeah. not going to you're not going to get tested so yeah on your scale of of zero being really really concerned and 10 <laughs> being nothing which makes complete sense I'm going with eight Burke, same question, um, opposite scale. Go ahead. Opposite scale. Well, I guess I'm a one. <laughs> Holy God, uh, you're really concerned. <laughs> what does no, that mean? It, was, it was an opposite scale, so I'm, I'm saying that I'm not very concerned. I actually think that they they step up, they prepare for the playoff. I think they'll be a, they'll be fine. They got plenty of talent. Too many situations the other night where linebackers were on wide receivers, and I don't know what that was. They were burning us on that like crazy. That needs to stop. Get more DBs on the field. Go into more of a nickel or dime or whatever it has to do. Whatever you have to do. If that's if somebody's burning you like that, you can't have linebackers on wide receivers. And that was happening a lot the other night. It was driving me crazy. God damn it! Oh, that's some really say. Seriously, you may look like Freddie Kitchens, but you break down a game like. <laughs> Good man, like that was that was legit. That was really good. That was really good. Let's hop into another quick break on that high note. All right. This episode of Unprofessional and Unprepared is sponsored by the My Election app. The founders of My Election app know how frustrating voter fraud and huge irregularities can be, and how stressful it can be to wait for all those votes to be counted. My Election app cuts through all the facts and math to give you what you really want election results that make you smile. Just download the My Election app, enter your favorite candidate's name, and watch as he wins every state in every electoral vote. My Election app guarantees your country will give you the election results you want. My Election app, delivering you election wins without letting actual votes get in the way. All right, boys, we're back. Everybody refreshed, well-rested. Got a chance to get out and go for a walk, something on the break, nothing? <laughs> Thanksgiving is in only a couple of days. And as I was thinking about, you know, the fact that, you know, COVID is impacting this and Thanksgivings are certainly def- different, um, I really started to worry about Denko and what divorce guy Thanksgiving looks like in a pandemic. So I, I can tell you, Phil, what I think it's going to look like. What I imagine in my head is you with some, like, really lame looking TV table in front of you and a microwave dinner and like an old can of Miller Lite that you've opened. And for some reason, all of your walls and your carpet are brown and you're just watching football all day. So that I'm going to take you through another. by the way. <laughs> that sounds glorious. That sounds pretty good. There's very little, very little responsibility there. No, no yeah. cleanup. <laughs> this, is, yeah. this is pretty good. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> 
how has uh, how has COVID impacted the the supply of TV dinners for Thanksgiving? <laughs> I have no idea because uh, my my Thanksgiving based on those standards is going to be pretty boring because it's going to be uh, I would imagine fairly typical of the family Thanksgivings in this pandemic. I'm going to spend Thanksgiving with Kelly and the boys and have dinner there probably not watching football. So again, I'm a little mm. tempted to take you up on your version of Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know, would go with Hungry Man. It's supposed yeah, to be one of the better ones. Man, you know, a lot of beer and football. And I, I feel like that's a sweatpant kind of occasion. Like that's- Oh, absolutely. Really no, but no, brown, that, brown like, slacks, brown slacks to make brown it really sl- depressing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Corduroys. Yeah. <laughs> brown corduroys i i'm proud to say i don't own any of those but i i could i could get that done uh swishing um, as you walk around the house but you know it, it's so i appreciate your concern gerbs if i was really stuck this year uh and on my own i i think i would probably see if i could you know maybe drive up to michigan for the day i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah but uh no it, it'll be good i'm We've gonna bring the boys about- yeah. We've got about three inches of snow right now. So as you're contemplating whether you want to come to Michigan. Oh, really? Yeah. All I, today. No, wow. I, I, I live in Cleveland, Ohio. Three inches of snow is not a deterrent. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> we don't have that right now, but uh, yeah, it's not no, really a big deal. I'm ready to go. Yeah. How do you think it would impact your marriage if as soon as you were done eating, you just picked up and left her house? <laughs> I'll, uh, oh, wait. I believe I'll the marriage is over. Isn't it? <laughs> how, wait, 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 how would how would it impact my marriage? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it would make a bit of difference. It? <laughs> I think it'll make a bit of difference one way yeah. or the other. Right. Um, if this is too personal, Danko, I can cut this. I mean, I no. can't, but I can no. try. <laughs> I mean, I won't. When I signed up for this podcast, I'm an open book. Ask me anything you like. I don't have yeah, to answer it. Kirk, what are you guys doing? Are you going to see your family or are you guys kind of sticking at home? My parents are just going to be at home. My dad obviously is high risk, so we're not messing around with that. Anne's going to take the boys over to her parents for a while, which is fine by me. And I'm going to sit at home and do exactly what you just uh, described. <laughs> There might be a uh, TV tape, you know, whatever TV tray. Uh, I don't know about a Hungry Man. I might get like some Bob Evans, uh, something like that. Um, there you, you go. Know, really, really go I, I, I want to really go classy uh, with this one. <laughs> one well, Tom, there's, there's nothing depressing about that, I promise you. Yes. No. So, Honestly, I'll be very happy, so I don't <laughs> care. What about you, Gerber? What are you doing up in Michigan? It will Chubbly. just... It'll just be uh, Tammy and Kyla and me. Skylar is back living in Vegas. And uh, so we decided not to see family or anything like that. You know, my dad, high risk too, not going to go see him. You guys going to cook anything? Tammy just... will, you know, we're under another lockdown sort of. Not a full lockdown, yeah. but kind of a semi-lockdown. Prior to that, Tammy bought a huge turkey because we thought we were going to have family over. We are going to, for three of us, have like a 20 pound turkey and so that breaks down to roughly eight well not quite eight about six and a half pounds per person which i think makes for a really great day yeah and yeah. sandwiches for days to come which is outstanding yeah turkey sandwiches turkey wraps turkey yeah. pot pie turkey and eggs for breakfast you know, nice whatever we can think of to do with this turkey yes. 
That's going to be a turkey breakfast nachos, whatever it takes. Yeah, turkey breakfast nachos. We hadn't even thought of that one, Tom. There you go. That's a fantastic hey, idea. Those I were awesome in Cherry Creek, so <laughs> not that there was turkey in them, but whatever. They were good. I certainly appreciate the concern, but I, I'm, I'm glad you guys have some plans for the holidays, I think. I wasn't concerned. I was making a joke. I, don't know. I, I figured you're gonna be all right. I had no idea Tom was gonna make it real. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm no. concerned. Wait. No, I I, I I was literally happy about my plans. <laughs> no, I am too. Honestly, my my alone time is fine by me. I'm okay. I'm I'm I honestly both, okay. I am both happy and to be perfectly honest, jealous. <laughs> <laughs> just combine them all. Yeah, combine it all. Yes. Danko, your, kids are gonna, your kids are gonna hear this, Denko. Come on. Yeah. Put it together. Yeah. They've already they've already subscribed. Oh yeah. I'm, well, yeah. Of yeah. course. That's a yeah. must. No, I was not trying to make mine sound like it was sad. I was actually. I'm perfectly happy with it. You um, didn't have to work hard. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm happy. <laughs> I enjoy my alone time at all. Hey, I, I've been uh, working from home. Whatever. There's there's been plenty of quality time. We're not we're not oh, lacking. Yeah, that's true. Time. That is true. That yeah. is true. So. Moving on to the entertainment world a little bit, guys. I don't know if you guys saw this today. Dave Chappelle came out, basically announced that um, in a in a stand-up routine that he had convinced Netflix to take the Chappelle show off of its streaming service because he wasn't getting paid for it. Wasn't getting yep. paid, right? Yeah. Yep. And uh, I, I thought that was that that is a at once it's an immense statement on that dude's power. And yep. the, the, the money-making ability and potential that he has. And also, I think a little bit of a statement about, you know, comparing Netflix to uh, a network like Comedy Central, which used to be gigantic. Uh, and they yep. can just say, nah, guys, we're not, we're not interested. Take this because we don't want this dude upset with us. Or, That's right. Props to Netflix as a ginormous international company to realize one of their bell cows, so to speak, ask them to do something because he doesn't feel good about it and they acquiesce to that request. Like that's, that's really good. Like Netflix understands like Dave Chappelle's because of that, Dave Chappelle's going to continue to produce stand-up comedy specials for Netflix going forward. Yeah. It's about future revenues. Yeah. So, yeah. so right. So that's well, really cynical, Tom. <laughs> so, so going <laughs> forward, like, <laughs> That's a win-win for both of those people, right? Both both Chappelle's camp and, and Netflix. It's interesting. I did see this today, and I, I, I dove into it a little bit. I didn't know it was going to be part of the podcast. I feel bad preparing now. <laughs> but I, I, did, I, did read about I did not realize that when he left his show on Comedy Central, he basically got paid nothing from that point going forward for any of his stuff that Comedy Central owned. You know, and, and this, this I would pre- be... I would be interested to see what exactly that was because I have a feeling that he probably did was sign one of these deals that you've seen young guys sign a million times, whether it's in in music or or TV or something like that, where he didn't own the show. They owned the show so they could say, all right, dude, peace out. Um, We're going to go ahead and continue to make money on this forever. And you're just not entitled to it. You got paid to make the show and that's all the money you get. I, I think you're probably right. And what's interesting is part of that standup that uh, Chappelle did where he was talking about it today, um, he, he, he went on to really point out that when this occurred, that predated streaming television by a lot of years. So this wasn't even a thought that yeah. this was going to be something that, okay, we could stream on HBO Max and Netflix and Amazon yeah. and all 
and make all this money. So it is interesting. Like I, I, I bet he knows legally. He's probably he signed the contract. He, he, he admitted like, all right, I, I, yeah, I yeah. Legally, he doesn't have a leg to stand yeah. on. Right. His, but he just he, said it didn't feel right. That's what he just right. kept saying. It and, didn't and feel right. Gerbs is he does wield power now in that in that arena. Whereas if he gets enough people that are his fans to simply say, nope, I don't, I'm not, I don't want anything to do with HBO Max. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to subscribe. It forces the envelope, right? Like they're going to have to do something. Or is there some sort of suit then involved with Chappelle and, and uh, Comedy Central? I don't know. I, you know. I don't know where they stand on that. Forces the envelope is, an, is a metaphor that makes absolutely no sense. Uh, well, I'm unprepared. <laughs> and this is more this is more your realm than mine. So, so um, please answer this like I answered the ACL question. <laughs> um, I don't think he can sue Comedy Central any. I mean, this happened. Chappelle's show was on like 15 years ago. Um, yeah, so any yeah. kind of statute of limitations there would be if there was a breach of contract is is gone. I, yeah. I don't. I doubt there's any way he can go back and say. We didn't know streaming existed. So, I mean, he could. He, he could file a lawsuit and he could have a fight like that. And like most other lawsuits that ever exist, it will get settled at some point and he'd get maybe less than he wants, but more than nothing. And that's how it would go. But I think it's, what I think is interesting is that he got this done without ever asking his fans not to stream the show on Netflix or not to maintain like their netflix God accounts or... yeah he didn't do yeah. any of that man he he trashed it in his monologue on saturday night live when he hosted um yep. and he put this and he obviously had a conversation with them with netflix about it and then he puts out this this stand-up thing today and and it's done he didn't yeah. even need to get people upset about it he just yeah. mm -hmm. he just found a way to get it done and i think that's good for him which, I, would go, I, which would go against what he believes in anyways because he's sick of the cancel culture and everything else so to cancel Netflix or, you know, be sick yeah, that's Netflix true. And, yeah. That's, yeah. that goes against his, you know, the way he feels. So I, think I feel it, like there is a, um, a comparison to be made. I'm not prepared to make it, which makes it a perfect thing to discuss. The comparison to be made for him in this moment and LeBron James when he went to Miami, that it is the, it is that like player empowerment um, where, okay, what's important is not the network that I'm on or the team that I play for. What's important is that like the fans eyeballs are going to be on me. I'm what they're coming to see. And it doesn't matter. They don't care where they're going to come see it. Anymore. So I think that what's different in this situation is Netflix also identified how important yeah. the future is here in their relationship. Yeah, for sure. Because both parties are going to stand to make a lot more money in new material and, and the and the future of what they have together so that would have been like in your comparison and i don't know i'm not prepared to make this comparison either so like maybe that would have been if the calves came back and entered the fray and said okay wait a minute we understand that this is probably the best thing yeah. for both of we're going to give you the max contract and stay here are you implying that netflix responded better than dan gilbert slightly slightly <laughs> I, I, I bet Although it would be funny to find out that they agreed to his request in like Comic Sans text, like that would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, slightly better than he did. Yeah. All right, now we 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 actually started tonight. Maybe it was even before we got on here and started recording. But apparently, Tom has set some life goals, and I would like to close the pod <laughs> by discussing those. So, Tom, please share with our vast 
realm of listeners, one, why you've decided to write life goals down today, and two, what they are. <laughs> well, you know, obviously, uh, at the moment, I'm I'm unemployed, so I've I've decided that this podcast is obviously my my path to uh, supporting my children uh, through college. Wise. To <laughs> and, and go along with also not having to work a real job ever, which is I think should be everyone's goal. Really, I I don't want to actually have to do real work. I think that's dumb. It's a stupid way to live your life, and the majority of people do it, and it's uh, and they're just they're they're, they're stupid for doing that. Um, it's a dumb way to, to live. What your life. What are you gonna do? Like if if you're not gonna have a real job, I'm doing I'm doing this. That's that was my point. I'll wait till you see the contract you have to sign, Chappelle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's make, let's make, well, unfortunately, I guess I'm gonna have to go back to work. Clear definition of what pro bono means. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, if you could have, if what job do you want? Like, what's a job that you'd like to do that wouldn't be a stupid job, just going to work every day and being miserable the way so many people yeah. are when they're going to work? Well, honestly, I, I'm actually haven't been that miserable doing what I've been doing. I actually, somewhat enjoy what I was doing. It just, it just. Well, this makes well. it way more sad. But, <laughs> but no. Well, you know, whatever. A job that I, I don't know. I mean, you know, so many of these people are, are making so much money off of just, you know, TikTok and all these stupid things where they literally oh, have no brains okay. whatsoever. It's a great idea. Oh, I yeah. You on TikTok. Yes. Every yes. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. These people are making these careers and my kids watch these stupid videos and get dumber by the second every time they watch them. Um, you're actually just burning brain cells. And uh, these people are just raking in money off of these. So, am I done? Goals correctly in that your your aspiration for a career is to do everything you can to make the next generation dumber. Because this, I'm on yes. board. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I I think they're already going to be dumber anyway, so I'm just going to you know kind of pile on onto that. Uh, I mean, they're and, they're and headed Gerber, in the wrong direction anyways. <laughs> can Gerber and I feed you songs? that you turn into TikTok videos for us? <laughs> you know, I, I love, that is I funny that you so say much. that. <laughs> it's funny you say that because it's hilarious. There are songs that come on the radio or whatever, and, and my kids will just say, oh, this is a TikTok song. And it's like, no, it's really not. It's a song that is out there, and somebody's using it on TikTok. But to them, everything is TikTok. It's like, oh, this is a TikTok song. I know this song because of TikTok. First of all, it's just... China spying on us. Obviously, they're using TikTok to just infiltrate our whole. We need, we need to embrace this. You're you're focused on the wrong <laughs> details yeah. here. The, the detail yeah. is not that the song was originally written by Rush or whatever the fuck. <laughs> I, I think I don't think anybody's using Rush on TikTok. <laughs> I, I think the details here is the whole generation of people that think these songs originate on TikTok will also be watching a video of you dancing yes. to that song. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah. Like in fact, this that, is an opportunity for you to no. educate kids on music that you love. So maybe you should be the Rush TikTok guy. <laughs> oh, oh and yeah, it's just your moves with Tom Sawyer playing in the background constantly. <laughs> um, I got to figure out what those moves could possibly be. <laughs> oh, man. This is great. <laughs> well, best of luck in finding yes, yes, future... 
gainful employment that isn't a real job if it's what you really yeah. want. Um, Perhaps a my, my, my guess is I, I'm probably going to have to find real employment. That would be giving, up, giving up. What a quitter. We, we could hone your life skills, Bert. But that, that could be your life goals could be honed on this podcast, perhaps. Maybe that's <laughs> no, that's a separate, that's a separate deal. That's a separate deal. Is that our yeah. therapy podcast? We with, can... a, with a, uh, with a, a whole team of psychiatrists. Yeah. <laughs> or just YouTube. It could still, the, the love don't matter podcast could still exist for sure. That's true. That's true. I, I definitely think that should be, uh, some sort of offshoot of this or, or some set <laughs> In this podcast, absolutely. Yes. Right. Once we once we understand who our our main demographic is here, and if it's people we went to school with, <laughs> yes, but I was just saying, and, some, and somehow block block people like you know my wife from actually being able to hear it. <laughs> uh, that would be nice. We're they not going to do that. They won't care to go on this podcast. They don't want to hear what we have to say. <laughs> True, you wouldn't think so, right? Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> All right, yeah. fellas. Those are possible listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. How are we ever gonna right. how are we ever gonna make a living doing this so we can quit our real jobs? <laughs> yeah. All right. Boys, I think we have run through my list. I think we've had a great inaugural show. I can't thank you guys enough for being willing to jump on and spend an hour shooting the shit. I'm 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 ready to be unprepared mm -hmm. for next Tuesday night. Okay. Yes. All yes. right. Outstanding. Good deal, boys. All, All right, right, be good. well. Thanks, Bye, guys. Take care.